1969 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> And welcome everybody to our daily gun show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. Uh, we are simulcasting over at gunchannels.com, where we're watching the conversation from the people that are uh, joining us while we're live. When it's all over, we will assign, uh, take the audio and post it over on iTunes, and uh, you can check us out at uh, dailygunshow.com. Got a couple of people joining in. We've got some links out there at gunchannels.com for people that want to join in and uh, be part of the conversation. Uh, we got Gary jumping in from Kansas. Thanks for thanks for jumping in. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the invite. Always. And then Cycle uh, Camp jumping in from Connecticut. Hi, folks, and thanks for the invite. Always. And then I'm down here in Arizona. So uh, coffee and cheese would be fun if we had more people in here, but uh, we'll go through the room. Uh, your favorite cheese, if you have one. Don't be pressured. Sharp cheddar. Boy, I I am a, I like so many different kinds of cheese. When I can get it, I really like horseradish cheddar cheese. What? What is that all about? Oh, yeah. Cheddar cheese with horseradish in it? Oh, my God. It's great. Mixed in with it? Yeah, it's the- all mixed in as part of the cheese when it's made. Oh no, I never heard of that. I'll have to check that out. Oh yeah, that's a that's a thing. Yeah, I like a sharp cheddar. That shit's that. the bomb. But I'm down for Swiss. I like a lot of different cheeses. Uh blue cheese, big fan of the blue cheese. Yep. Yeah, I like blue cheese. There's not a whole lot of cheese I don't like. Now all we have tonight is Sanka. So we have both regular and decaf. But uh do you have a coffee? preference i prefer flavored coffees like hazelnut and vanilla and that's because i'm a decaf drinker and the the flavoring helps cover up the little bit of a bitter aftertaste that you get from the from the decaf i like uh newman's own special blend and i can't tell the difference in coffee so all coffee to me yeah, Vermont. We have a Vermont brand up here. In fact, I think they they have it in the. Uh, there's a gas station that that uh, specializes in Vermont coffees, and I like them because they're really smooth. I I don't I don't like I'm not like I won't drink at a at a the hell is that called the one with the Starbucks. with the girl with the crowd? Yeah, Starbucks. I won't I won't I really don't like Starbucks coffee. I, I personally I think they over roast it. And you know they burn it or something because it's just it's just so strong and bitter it's just not worth it to me. So I so I prefer a, a milder coffee, you know Dunkin' Donuts or uh, or Newman's like like Gizzard said Newman's is really good. Yeah, so, I uh, uh, cut you off. I'm just saying it's a medium roast. It's not real dark. Oh okay. So um, scale of one to ten, ten being like you have like sweatshirts that say coffee phrases on them and you have special coffee cups for different moods you're in and like you have different types of coffee for all these different situations and you give gifts of coffee right that's number 10 number one is 
you could care less. You almost hate coffee. Where are you at on the spectrum? I'm about a five or a six. I've got to have my first cup in the morning when I wake up. And I do have one particular cup I drink out of. It's only because my daughter got it for me. But other than that, I may have a cup at work on occasion. But out there, you're pretty much limited to whatever the crap coffee that the company buys. So I don't drink it too much. Uh, tea wouldn't substitute iced tea. Uh, anything else with caffeine or is it the coffee? Mm, it's got to be coffee. I'm not a big tea fan. Where you at with all that cycle? I like, uh, I'm, well, I'm probably more like an eight or a nine. <clears throat> I have a particular coffee mug I drink my coffee out of. And, uh, you know, uh, when I get a really good coffee, I like to share it around. Um, I got I got a hold of some Kona coffee uh, a year or two ago, and I went out and bought that for everybody because that stuff was really good. Yeah, you know, the, the Hawaiian coffees. He sent me bags of coffee from Hawaii twice, and those things are super good. But yeah, I, I have a specific coffee. In fact, I get when when my when my family comes over, if someone grabs my coffee cup, I get a little offended. But uh, you know, you yeah, just, I, mean, I don't like, mind. It. Go but, ahead. You know, if people sit in my chair, I don't mind that much. But I don't like people drinking out of my coffee cup. Well, I can see that. I mean, I wouldn't want anybody drinking out of something you're used to drinking out of or whatever. Um, I would say I don't I mean it all tastes the same, but it doesn't. I just don't care. I like all coffees, basically. I had to do, for a minute there, I was a, what do you call it, Starbucks barista thing. So uh, I ran a coffee shop for a minute, and it was kind of neat learning all about it. And, um, you know, once you understand it, it's, it's interesting and everything. But uh, I just don't, I just can't get into all the the branding and stuff, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff being done. You guys heard about the coffees that go through the critters? There's two different kinds uh, that go through critters, and then you drink. Yeah, aren't those marmots or something like that? Well, there's a civet cat or something like that. Are civet cat, that's it, yep. And they eat them whole and then poop them out, and then they take the whole beans out of their poop, and then something about their intestines, but also elephants. So eat all the elephants and then take them out of the elephant poop. Oh, I haven't heard about the elephants. I, I, I heard about the civet cats, but, uh, you know, you just got to wonder. See, stuff like that just makes you wonder where the McDonald's special sauce comes from. You know, it's, it's really it's really just, you know, if you can get over the the ugh factor, then I, I guess it's okay. I want to know who the first person was to pick out these coffee beans out of animal poop and say, hey, let's grind this stuff up and drink it and see what it tastes like. Yeah, really. So we the cat one is more common, I guess. You can get that. It's expensive or whatever. And something about, like I say, it's something about their going through their system, I guess. But the elephant seems more interesting. So Pondery told me about that one. And that one's way more rare. There's only a couple, one place, I guess, that does it. And then there's only one place in the United States that offers it. Uh, it's in Texas by uh, northwest of San Antonio. And... Uh, um, it's something again about going on an elephant, they're like a cow, I guess. You know, they have four stomachs, I guess. So, it's something about going through their system. It's like a uh, some sort of a I don't know, it's, I don't know, it's a what do you call it? A uh, fermenting. I mean, that's what happens in their stomachs. So, I guess it's something you know, it does some chemical alteration and it 
Yeah. Anyway, it's super expensive, 85 bucks a cup or something like that. Well, pants, they clean the poop off it before they before they roast it. Otherwise, it would gum up the grinder, you know. But uh, the other thing is is a lot of people are saying about the Black Rifle coffee. No, I've never had it. But, uh, you know, a, a lot of people in the in the side chat on uh, YouTube are talking about the Black Rifle stuff. So, I mean, if somebody want to give me some of that, I don't, I don't know. You know, Black Rifle probably thinks people that drink decaf are all pussies anyway. So you, you can't win them all. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, version. Yeah. From what I understand, the guy was a coffee guy, and he went over and saw some of the stuff in whatever countries he was in, and then came back and started the company. And you know, you got your loyal Starbucks people for sure. So if you figure you're going to have people that are loyal to a a beverage brand, it might as well be a pro gun. Yeah, pro two A brand. Yeah, and it's a it's an income revenue for gun shops. I mean, as much as I don't. I don't, you know, have the discretionary income, I guess, to pay extra for coffee like that uh, when it's a thing that it, uh, shops can inventory and it's an alternative. Now you have a place you can go source coffee locally that's an alternative to stupid Starbucks. Uh, and it's an income revenue, or it's an income source for the shops. I see it. And actually, I've seen the coffee now on this last tour. I'd see, I'd have to actually think about it, but maybe looking back through the pictures, I'd say I see at least seen the coffee in more than 50%, like more than not, I saw the coffee. Not always Black Rifle, there's a couple of three different, uh, I guess you could say Pro 2A, that aren't even local, you know, they're on a national level. Uh, on the gun channel side, people are throwing out some stuff. Uh, Columbiana? Is that the movie, or is that a type of coffee? Is he saying Pepper Jack? That's a, that's a cheese. I love pepper jack cheese as a snack cheese when I'm having uh, cheese and cracker and pepperoni because the pepper jack really holds its own. Yeah, I can handle a pepper cheese, but it's got to be like whatever you would call like the equivalent of artisanal or something. I want it like small batch, like good cheese. I don't want no American cheese with just nuggets of hot peppers in there or something. Uh, like, you know, the processed stuff. I want some fancy cheese with pepper in it, I think. Yeah, you don't want the... Uh, the what do you call it uh, store cheese, you know, the well, stop like and shop or any of that kind of stuff. It's just like with oil, you know, some of that's cheap cheese. That's where I usually see the pepper jack stuff is like. So, so do you do you typically buy your cheese in little packages or big blocks? Oh, I don't ever hardly buy cheese. But if I was, oh, I'm, I'm a big block guy. I, I, Christ, I must have ten pounds of cheese in my refrigerator right now. Yeah. I like, uh, you know, the hard cheese, like, um, what is that, Parmesan? Like buying that in a big block and getting it. Because otherwise, when you buy it in the containers, there's a lot of wood pulp in there to keep it separated. Big fan of that. Ghost is out there on the YouTube side, said he likes uh, Swiss cheese and no coffee. The best thing about Swiss cheese is when you're making, like, a pastrami sandwich. But I love... Uh, uh, the quiche, the quiche Lorraine that you make with Swiss cheese. So I always have a block or two of Swiss cheese around in case I want to make a quiche. Never made a quiche. Oh, it's easy. It's a lot of fun. Well, I cheat though. I don't make the crust because I'm, a, I, you know, I'm, I really suck at that. I've never been, I, I do a lot of cooking, but I've never been able to roll out a crust and have it come out right. 
So I gave up and I just buy them pre-made at the store. Right. I can't believe we haven't attracted uh, Midnight Boy here. No, because we're talking real food. Yeah, we said food stuff like three times. Then that magically causes them to appear or something? Usually does. Oh, we're not in front of a mirror. That's what it is. All right. Otherwise, uh, anybody heard about this HR 38 situation going around? Um, is that legit or anybody heard anything about it? I haven't. Attempt. Is that is that the one from the senator that wants to uh, have a gun buyback and then, uh, you know, prosecute everybody? Don't turn them in. No, HR 38 was national reciprocity. It got shelved. Um, well, that'll never happen. Lord, not high school, I think. Well, that seemed to be consensus in the consensus in match chat. They aren't going to do anything with it. Well, you got to ask yourself, whenever the Dems get in, not only do the bills get right through the committees, they drop onto the floor within a week or two of them taking over. When the Republicans come in, they're all so busy about not offending anybody. I mean, I mean, that's what happened with the with with thirty eight the first time, right? They were all ready to put it on a table, and then the shooting happened, and they and they took it off. And it's like, what the hell did that have to do with that? But you know, they're just they're just such idiots. It's, you know, craven. You know, the, you don't get to use the word craven very often, but uh, that's how I look at most Republican. Uh, uh, policymakers are just craven bastards. Well, I mean, their their job is to be a representative, and if we don't say things, then how do they know what they what to represent? You know, if we don't voice an opinion, how do they? How can they be failing if we haven't told them what we want? So we can sit here with an opinion all day and night if we don't express it to them, and if we don't organize and do it in a way that's you know, overwhelming, then how are they going to know the importance of it? Yeah, but you know, I'm not like that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm up there at the Capitol. I'm making noise. You know, I'm sending letters. You know, I'm doing all that shit. So, unfortunately, I live in a blue state, though, so it doesn't do much good. <laughs> but it, it does, though. That's what I'm saying. I think it's easy to get frustrated and go, we didn't see an immediate victory, so we didn't have much consequence. But I think there is. Like, I'm a big advocate for saying the political strategists are looking at what we're doing, and if they can shelve something like 38 and we just go, dang, and go pout, then they understand, you know, that's the reaction they're going to expect the next time around. Uh, how do we expect a different reaction if we aren't willing to uh, get activated when we're not being pushed? And it might be a futile effort, but it's the 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 the, uh, the residual gain is that we've learned how to work together and we've pushed something that even seemed like a no-win, uh, and that. Again, those political strategists, when they're looking at that, they're like, wow, these people are upset about something that was, you know, that that much of a far shot because it was all they had right now or whatever their strategy. But if they're, you know, whatever their impressions of it are, but, it, you know, it's going to uh, have an effect on what they decide to do next or what they, how much, you know, weight they're going to give, you know, future gun control stuff. They seem to be pretty brazen about it right now. Oh well, you know what they we are 
the deplorables are only 50% of the country, and it's really tough. We're balanced on the edge of a knife here. And unfortunately, the just because you're a Trump supporter or you're a deplorable doesn't make you a gun guy either. So, it, you know, part of the problem is we are truly outnumbered. And that's the reason that it's a republic and not a democracy, so that people can't vote your rights away. So the important thing is to just be ready to stand up and resist and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. That's valid. But how do we, isn't a, a way to get ready, quote unquote, is to uh, do things as a group, you know, do things in an organized way in order to prepare, you know? target shooting so that you when you need to make a shot you can this might not like clover saying his congressman a while back said that it wouldn't happen who cares if it wouldn't happen that doesn't mean you don't you know uh, put every all your weight behind it and push otherwise they see no reason to disregard it like they just did you know they know that there's going to be uh oh there's consequences if we put this on the table we got to do something with it i would cut you off gary what were you gonna say well, I was going to say, I don't know it's so much of we're outnumbered. There are an awful lot of gun owners in this country. It's just so many of them are silent and not part of the uh, pro-2A movement. And of those that are, even a less percentage of them actually do anything actively to support the movement, like writing, you know, contacting their congressmen or senators and stuff like that. If we could get everybody up off their butts, and I'm not talking just the immediate, you know, crowd of gun channels people. I'm talking everybody who's interested in keeping our guns. We need we need everybody to participate. And then there'd be more numbers than you think. Exactly. And that's well, we have a the problem is this isn't the only hobby I have that has exactly the same characteristics. Okay. I'm a motorcyclist, and motorcyclists have exactly the same fractionalization problem that gun owners do because you've got the racers you've got the dirt drivers you've got the off-roaders you've got the 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 uh uh what do you call it the touring guys and they all don't look at it the same way just like you have the hunters and the target shooters and the concealed carry people and all that stuff. So I, I, unfortunately, it seems like every hobby I ha I have, I have the same exact problem where we just have a hard time getting everybody singing off of the same hymn book. Until such things happen is what happened in Washington, where they go to declare basically all semi-automatic semi weapons as uh, assault weapons. Then all of a sudden, half the hunters in this country lose their hunting rifles and stuff like that and their shotguns. And then they'll realize, oh, shoot, I should have been part of this movement. I didn't think it affected me, but it could affect everybody. Well, the way you bring it up there it makes me think that the fear thing doesn't work or hasn't worked, except for when there's an immediate threat. Right. So I don't think I personally don't think fear is the motive is the only motivator. It certainly can be, and it's necessary at times. But it, if, I think the key is to be, figure out a way to motivate us all that is not in defense of something, but in offense. And that's a challenge, I guess. But I don't know if much effort's been done. There's so much of this apathetic. Well, I mean, all the stuff that we've just heard everywhere in the chat today and in Matt's chat earlier. You know, there's valid reasons to not effort towards something that's a no-win scenario. But uh, again, my, I guess my thing is I, I see it as an opportunity to 
work together. If it's a, if it's running something into a cliff, then we're running something into a cliff, but at least we've figured out how to grab something and all grab on and push it in the same direction. And then, you know, us, it's, you know, when the generals are looking at what's going on out there and they see that a bunch of people are working together, you know, they understand that if they put something in front of those people that are working together the next time, that they're going to be more effective and they might not bother to put something in front of them. I don't know, I'm saying the same thing over and over. Clover jumped in. Hey. Coffee, cheese. What about it? Coffee's gross and, uh, yeah, I'm totally on board with pretty much any cheese. Okay. You don't drink coffee at all then? No. Caffeine? I've got to be literally freezing to death and there'd be nothing else to drink. Uh, caffeine at all or just no caffeine? Uh, no, I have usually have like a caffeinated soda or something in the morning, but I've, I've cut pretty much all caffeine except for that. Now, occasionally you go out to eat at a restaurant, you know, or something at night and, you know, I will sparingly have, you know, a, a caffeinated drink of some kind, but, um, but yeah, I try to stay away from caffeine except for the one, the one in the morning. See, that's the beauty of it. There ain't no caffeine and alcohol. And I've, I've slept better. It's really, it's really, I'm not used to it yet, but, um, I can even take like a nap, just like a little hour nap. And I mean, I actually get really good sleep out of that. Whereas, you know, drinking caffeinated stuff pretty much all day long, it was hard to sleep at, at night and, you know, some kind of a nap that wasn't just, that wasn't going to happen. Now my wife and kids, they're really big into the whole coffee thing. Oh, I didn't even ask about, uh, does anybody have one of those things where it's like a little coffee creamer and you stick it in the robot and then you squish it and it turns into one cup of coffee? Yeah, the Keurig? Yeah, we've got one of those. Yeah, it, they do hot chocolate too, by the way. They oh, do tea cool. also. Oh, yeah. Yep, I got one. Yep. And hot apple cider. <clears throat> you have one of those, Cycle? I have a Keurig because I have family that drinks caffeinated coffee. And also, sometimes you just want one cup. Most of the time when I make coffee, I make it a pot at a pop and I drink it all day. But it's decaf, so, you know, nobody cares. It's castrated coffee. But uh, like my older sister, she will not drink decaf coffee. So uh, it was actually given to me. It was a friend of my daughter had one, and she was going to get rid of it. And my daughter said, oh, my dad would love that. So I got it for nothing, so I didn't care. But uh, so I do use the Keurig. If I'm going to have like just a cup, but if I'm, if I'm having one of my regular days and I get up and I just make a pot of coffee, then I use my regular percolator. Now I thought those things were super expensive, but somebody's telling me they're like 40 bucks, 50 bucks. Oh no, no. They're much more expensive than that. Oh no. You get a decent one. I did see some on black Friday that were in a 40, $50 range. Yeah. That's the single coppers though. Yeah. That's all I ever use is single cuppers. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I have the one with the big tank on the side. You can make three or four cups at a pot before you refill it. One cup of coffee in the morning, I'm done. So that's really all I need. All right. So now we're going to reference something that happened earlier in the chat over on Gun Channels this morning on Knives, on knives Chats. So uh, 
asking the people out there that are watching the chat, I guess, as well. But I'm going to go left to right. Do you know what Welsh rabbit is, Clover? Mm, that doesn't sound familiar. No. Food. Uh, cycle camp. Well, I know that it's not actually Welsh rabbit. It's Welsh rabbit, which is a little different. And it's not made out of rabbits. Do you know what it is? I don't recall off the top of my head what it is. I just know those two things. It's an it's a British thing, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Gizzard, you know what it is? Welsh mm, rabbit. For sure, but I was under the impression it was a dessert of some sort. Oh, no. No. No? Ghost? You know what? Well, first off, ghost, your coffee, your cheese. Uh, cheese is Swiss, and I don't drink coffee. All right. So caffeine at all, or just no caffeine? Um, yeah, I'll drink... Um... I've been drinking a lot of diet fruit beer lately. That's, that's non-caffeinated. Well, depending on what it is, that's non-caffeinated. Yeah, he just well, said so. There's uh, only one real root beer that's <laughs> barks. Barks got spikes. Barks, I love. <clears throat> I love barks. On, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm on a little diet now, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Barks is gross. Oh no, Barks is the best one. Barks is the best root beer out there. Dude, and then I don't remember if it was Barks or if it was somebody else, but for a minute there, whatever does, I think Sunkist and Ginger Ale and something else, they maybe like five different ones, they made a 10. Remember that one? It's like Sunkist 10. So it was diet, but then they put just enough sugar in it to make it 10 calories, and it tasted just like the regular stuff. Because that sugar was enough to kill all the chemically taste. I'll right. tell you what's not bad if you're a Coke fan. Uh, Coke Zero is not bad at all. Okay, and then cheese, you said Swiss? Oh, I mean, I love all cheese, but if I had to pick one, it'd be Swiss. Yeah, I hear that. Um, the aged Swiss? Um, I like aged Swiss. My wife does not. She likes the, uh, what is it called? The Young Swiss or whatever it's called. It doesn't Baby smell Swiss. as bad. Baby Swiss doesn't Swiss smell Swiss. as bad. But if I had to choose, I'd go with the Age Swiss because I don't care about the smell. I think it tastes great. Okay. And then, do you know what Welsh rabbit is? I'm, I'm sorry, what? It's a food from England called Welsh rabbit. I mean, I would assume that it was rabbit raised in Wales, but I'm assuming that's not it. No, I don't know. It says on the internet, like, they think they know where the, or then we know, really knows where the name came from. It's half a grilled cheese sandwich. It's just a piece of toast, and you put a piece of bread on it, and then you put it. Then, yes, I'm all for it. <laughs> it's literally a cheese toast. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do y'all put mayonnaise on your grilled cheese? No. Yeah. I've actually met someone that does that, and it's the most disgusting thing in the world. But people do it. I don't know why. There's people who put, well, Rick even was talking about he puts butter on his toast and then the cheese. Like, I don't understand. But, uh, yeah, I don't get that. It's just, it, grilled cheese is butter. Cheese what do you bread. mean, butter on the toast? On the outside of the, on the outside, yeah. He would make toast and then he would put butter on it and then he would lay it down on a plate and then put cheese on there and then heat the cheese up so it melted all onto the bread so it's like half a grilled cheese sandwich and then with oh, that's butter a, that's kind of well, weird. regular welsh rarebit is, is cheese and condiments basically it's just a whole room full of condiments oh well, according to rick it's a melted cheese on toast and when i looked it up on the internet some of them look like everything from like an enchilada to like a fancy 
like piece of butter or something on a piece of toast. Like they yeah, look, I mean, flour, um, salt, pepper, mustard, Worcestershire sauce, hot pepper sauce. <clears throat> and that's in addition to the cheese and the, and the. Oh yeah. He did say something about putting salt and pepper on it after it was melted. Yeah. Well, but salted I'll cheese put, is good. I like salty cheese. I'll put the Lowry seasoning salt on one every now and then. It's pretty good. Yeah. So this whole thing came around because I was looking for a picture for the show today, and I seen this picture of cheese and coffee. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's something I'm sure my grandpa would have done. So, yeah, anybody ever eat it? Heard it? Eating just a big chunk of cheese with coffee? Yeah, I do that all the time. Holy moly. I'll cut off like a quarter pound piece of cheese off of one of my bricks and just sit down with a cup of coffee. I do that with wine too. Wine, I can, I guess I can understand. I just never heard of it with coffee before. I oh, think yeah. it's more like, uh, you know, for sweets and stuff. I'll usually drink uh, milk with cheese. A nice milk. cold glass of milk is really good with cheese. All right. So, um, Anybody else heard of coffee and cheese? Or would consider eating coffee and just pieces of cheese? Recycle? I mean, I wouldn't for either for obvious reasons. Um, oh, he even left. He didn't like even again ask that kind of question. Uh, is this a certain kind of cheese? Like uh, they're showing it with a, uh, some kind of sharp cheddar cheese. Would you do it with that or some other kind of cheese? I actually prefer a, a softer cheese, like a Munster, when I do that. Munster? Yeah. All right. Have you ever eaten the uh, Mexican cheeses? I don't know what they're called because I can't keep track, but they're basically like mozzarella but way saltier. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, that's fine. Some I'm of them. I'm sure I've had them at one time or another. I don't recall any right off the top. Goat cheese, yes or no? Clover? Well, yeah, I like goat cheese. Yeah. Ghost? Mm -hmm. yeah. No. Uh, Gary. Never had it. Oh, really? Never had, like, what are those? Greek salads, I guess? Yeah, not that I can recall, anyway. Is feta goat cheese? Yeah, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. Same thing, oh, okay. I, I didn't think feta cheese was a goat cheese. I don't think it is. Well, it might be, but I, just, I mean, they are different. It tastes similar to me. Yeah, they're just yeah. salty, kind of crumbly cheese. Yeah, I like goat cheese. It's got a little zing to it. Um, Steadily's, Steadily's asking cream cheese versus cottage cheese. Clover. Cream cheese. Uh, Michael? I, I mean, it's like apples and oranges. It's two totally different things. It really is, yeah. Well, I mean, it I is. Mean, I wouldn't put cottage cheese on a bagel, and I wouldn't put cream cheese as a as a, uh, a salad dish, you know what I mean, with a, yeah. with a cherry on it. <laughs> So, but I mean, if you had to pick one, you're not getting one ever again. Ooh, if I if I could only eat one and that's it forever again, it'd be cottage cheese. Okay, ghost. That's more edible as a standalone it, thing. It'd be cream because cottage might be the only cheese that I really don't like at all. Maybe you can do so texture. much. You can do so much with cream cheese too. Yes, you can. My mom yeah. does an awesome cream cheese pound cake. Like Gary, let Gary finish. Don't gizzard him, Gary. <laughs> I like them both, but I prefer cream cheese. I was going to say cottage cheese, but as soon as I framed it where you're never going to get one ever again, if you <laughs> like cream cheese, that means there's no more cheesecakes. That's correct. That would suck. But So I like cottage cheese better. I don't like cream cheese, but I like cheesecakes. And I do like cream cheese and bagels. That's, that's, about as, that's a really good 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. This this I don't know what I'm gonna say this anyway. Brown sugar and Munster cheese in a frying pan. Caramelize the sugar with the cheese halfway melted so the sugar doesn't burn. Dip with some bread. Ooh, that sounds good. I don't know. I think he's, he's either punking us or that's some kind of Europe food. That sounds oh, like I'm a cheese. That, that sounds good, though. Oh, and cheese stuff jalapenos. I love those. I'm not, they got to be the kind of milder jalapenos. I don't like them really. Doing. We actually do those and we wrap them in bacon and we put them in a smoker and we call them atomic buffalo turds. But I've seen people stuff them with cream cheese and some stuff them with cheddar cheese. Yep. You get, good you stuff. get them both ways around here. And it's, um, I think cream with the hotter the pepper the cream cheese. If it's a hotter pepper cream cheese, works a little better because uh, it offsets the the heat a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but if you if you're doing them, doing a mix, you know, with with cheddar and cream cheese, that's kind of the way to go. Have a little bit of both. You never tried that. So I was up in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and South Dakota, and all those states. You can just go into a gas station and it's like 50% cheese curds. So you get like these bags of cheese curds and it'll be yellow ones or white ones. You know what I'm talking about? They look like yep. racers or something or um, anyway, if you crammed one of those into a pepper, it seems like it's built for that. Like it's the right size and shape and it's, it's, you know, it's already, it's like the, one of them little carrots or something. It's like the right size to shove into a pepper. Yeah, I don't know the texture would be, it'd be kind of an, different I don't, I don't know they're not like string cheese like i thought they were going to be like little string cheeses they're just mm -hmm. little chunks of cheese it's just like if someone melted cheese and dropped it in like lead shot into a water and it just sort of formed into little cheese balls instead of a like a little cheese dumpling yeah but there's no it wasn't there was no striation like i would i was thinking it was going to be like little cheese sticks or string cheeses i love some string cheese but yeah the curds were totally boring i didn't really enjoy them I wouldn't have eaten them again. I won't eat them again. I don't like them. I've eaten I mean, it. I, I've never, I haven't had any, but I've heard that they, they don't really taste like cheese. They don't taste like, like anything. Butter or something. Yeah, it's like they don't taste like anything almost. Yeah. I've eaten the fried ones, which are super good, but you know, they're fried. Yeah. Dano just jumped in. So, uh, coffee preference, Dano? Uh, as far as my favorite coffee? Yes. Uh, that would be uh, Dunkin' Donuts flavored coffee uh, with the uh, glazed chocolate donut. Oh, see how he crammed a donut into his coffee? And yep. now cheese. Are you going to cram a donut into the cheese answer? Uh, what's my favorite cheese? Yeah. Uh, cheddar. All right. Just Got to be more specific than that. <laughs> you mean like a type of cheddar? Mild, medium, sharp, extra sharp. We you could oh, like. Uh, I guess I'd go with uh, well uh, a medium. Yeah. I like the I like the cheddar cheese so hard and that it like crumbles instead of cuts. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, yeah. You have to yeah. like drink a glass when of it gets crumbly, then it like falls out of your out of your hands onto the floor on your shirt. Yeah, and then, well, I don't yeah. about you, but I do that kind of stuff on a counter, so I don't typically have those kinds of problems. Well, you know, I figured that's also why you support a beard. Save it for later, man. It's dessert. Exactly. Well, it's actually, it later. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, in yeah. London one time. This was several years ago. 
and went into a store and they said, do you want to try some cheese? And I said, what kind is it? And they said, it's cheddar. And I said, well, I've had cheddar before. I'm from America. And they said, you don't know what cheddar tastes like until you come to England because true cheddar is made in England. And it was quite a bit better. So. Hmm. Like stronger, sharper? Uh, both. Okay. It's very good. Very good. It's got to be something with the milk that they do with, you know. Maybe all because of them, they're on an island around the in the ocean. All the cows are getting salt water all the time in their lungs, and it's weird. <laughs> it's the milk from anemic cows. That's what it is. Well, you got all these cows with really bad teeth that have a hard time eating the grass. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Pink was saying on the gun channel side, which is the side that is a platform that doesn't hate guns, and then we're also getting on the other side from what was it? Somebody else. Somebody was saying American. Oh, obnoxious. Was saying American cheese. Uh, American cheese, yes or no? Uh, clover? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I like all cheese just about. So, yeah. Cycle? American cheese isn't cheese. Ghost? Yeah, I'll take it. Gizzard? I'll eat it on a sandwich and stuff like that. Yeah. Dano? If you want something that looks like cheese but doesn't taste like cheese, that's what you want. Yeah, I was gonna say there's gonna there's a there's a line here, right? And I think it has to do with some north south thing or something. American cheese is whipped oil with green or with yellow food coloring in it. It is not cheese, but uh, and that's because we probably I don't know. It, I think how can you like American cheese when you've eaten cheddar cheese? All right, I got one for you. What about Velveeta? Who here likes Velveeta? Won't eat it. I like I like using Velveeta as an ingredient and stuff. You to get the right. cheesy f sort of a flavor and consistency, but yeah, you know, agree. say same thing with American cheese and Velveeta. They're fine if you're eating like a bologna sandwich and you don't really give a shit. But I, I mean, I would never put I would never put American cheese oh, on, oh, oh, on a you know Swiss burger or something. I will stand up right a little kind, bit for Velveeta. Don't uh, you take Velveeta and some uh, hot peppers and you get some. Uh, uh, Tostitos and for dipping, and put them in the microwave and get it nice, hot, and like a cheese sauce. Have yeah, you like ever had a grilled cheese made out of Velveeta. That's pretty good too. Where uh, you you dip your your Tostito in, in there, and you get that that hot peppery with the cheese. You know, when we went to that gross, Mexican it's really bad for you. We went to a really <laughs> gross Mexican restaurant the first time we went. No, that no, wasn't the first time. When whenever we went to that big. Yeah, April. Right. Uh, I never had gotten that queso dip stuff, that basically just a bowl of cheese. That was interesting. I don't think it was that good, but I didn't even realize that was a thing in Mexican restaurants. I didn't know that was a, an appetizer, I guess. You mean talking about the queso? Yeah, the bowls of cheese that we had. I think they were both oh, the same, yeah. right? We said if it's done right, it's about as good as it gets. Yeah, that, that you were you were done very very wrong by that restaurant. That's all I gotta say. But uh, well, in Tulsa, that was not queso. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I make. Uh, I don't even call mine queso. I call mine cheese dip. But I use uh, it. Belvita, uh, the Belvita Mexican cheese is what I use as like a base. But then it's got cream cheese, and then it's got uh, rotel, and then it's got. Uh, some uh, some cheddar in there as well. What are you uh, saying, Rotel? Like a can of chopped peppers? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And then some uh, some Asiago and some cream cheese and a little bit of milk and some uh, medium. Uh, I'm gonna lose G here, but uh, sausage like some uh, hot and spicy like breakfast sausage. Man, you lost me at the oh. Velveeta, but I'm all right. See, I tell you what I do with mine is uh, uh, similar to that. I use Velveeta, a can of Rotel, some cream cheese, and a can of cream of mushroom soup. Oh, it's pretty darn good. That might be, yeah. Yeah, that's similar to the filling on my wife's cheese enchiladas. I know there's cream of chicken or mushroom or something in those. I like cream of mushroom better, yeah. But that's about all I'll do Velveeta with. Anyway, I figured we'd talk about cheese tonight just to kind of give it a different spin on it and to uh, give people some different insight. You know, it's a panel show. Give people some uh, different insight on every, all of us and our tastes and whatnot. Give everybody think, a different thing to talk about. And it was, we didn't have Midnight coming in here and ruining it. So I mean, who would have thunk the night you talk about food? He doesn't show up. I'm, I was waiting for him. He, he probably would have claimed that the best cheese is Slim Jim or something. Yeah, uh, he probably would have picked like what? What do they put on Philly cheese? Is that provolone? Provolone can be okay. It's okay, but it, 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 it I can't eat provolone by itself. It has to be kind of like what cycles. It has to be an ingredient on something. You know, I'm not going to just take a slice of provolone and enjoy it. Um, you roll it up. It's got to be uh, sliced really thin so you can roll it up good. What's mm. that one? Is it, it was called pimento cheese? Where dollars goes in there? I'm no, not that was sure what it, I don't eat it, but my dad used to like pimento cheese. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. But it didn't sound good. Come in them little glass jars, didn't it? Pimento is just red pepper. Pimento is just the red pepper, and they pickle it and put it in the middle of an olive, right? So I'm thinking it's just that in cheese. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. It'd be like know. a little salty piece of. Um, Red pepper in the cheese. Okay. okay. I think. That makes sense. I don't even know what a pimento pepper is, jack. but. I like a pepper jack, but more pickly than a peppery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Pepper jack's not bad. Kind of like pickles and cheese, man. And that's one of my favorite combos is pickles and cheese. Dill pickle? Mm -hmm. Well, I can go I dill or sweet, but yeah. I like dill better. There's something about a pickle, and I don't, I don't know, something about the vinegar base, I guess, or something with the pickling, and then the, the cheese. It just, it kind of goes together. It's a big thing around here about people taking the the juice from a dill pickle jar and freezing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My youngest one, she would make, uh, she would do that, and, and she would Shots actually, she would actually drink it. Yeah, um, I'll drink it. She, I'll yeah, drink it. I'll, she would make, yeah, I'll drink it. Make popsicles and all that. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the popsicle, but I can drink it. Love it. Pants says that uh, provolone is just Swiss cheese without the holes, and so you get more for your money, and that Swiss cheese is a ripoff. That'd be true if they sold it by volume, but they sell cheese by the pound, so right. it doesn't really make any difference. <laughs> but it isn't, though, because provolone is just kind of maybe salty and, like, a, you know, there's nothing to it, where Swiss has, right. like, tang to it. Yeah, and it's a lot smoother, too. Uh, provolone is a much drier cheese. thing is, the provolone is like American. It's like you can get such garbagey provolones. 
you know, if you just buy the cheap provolones, they're really milky and not hard, like you're saying, they're not salty. Yeah. Because they're making them to melt. All right, I was going to go back to coffee a bit, and I don't know. Anybody want to throw anything else in about coffee there? I like it with my guns. I used to like coffee in a French press. Oh, that yeah. was pretty good coffee. Well, best coffee ever is my, in my opinion, is cowboy coffee, where you just take boiling water and you pour the the grinds in there, and let it set, and you smack it, and all the grinds go to the bottom. And that's good stuff. Or else, French press would be second. For the yeah, we would that, actually zots it with cold water, and that would drop the stuff. Yeah. For the people that do the coffee, my question is. At what point do you add, and you know, what point in adding stuff does it not become coffee anymore? Because I've seen some really over the top stuff done to coffee. Beverage. Well, I think the animal poop coffee we were talking about before is probably as far out as I want to get. Well, I see a lot of people will be at a diner, so they'll get a cup of coffee and put like five creamers in there. Oh man, I, I see. I see it's people like milk do like they'll point. do like half and half, and then they'll do like their sugar, and then they'll do like chocolate syrup, and then they'll do. And I'm like, oh my god, could you whip cream? And I'm like, could you put any more crap in your coffee? I like putting alcohol in my coffee. Well, that's why I think coffee is such a neat beverage. I mean, it, I mean, there's probably other ones, but it's it is a good base, and you can you can goop it up or you know straight something is good too, but. uh you know, it's a body, right? The cream gives it some more, you know, thickness to it or whatever. And then obviously the sweet and stuff gives it that flavors. Um, I will say that I like the hazelnut. I don't like coffee, but my wife put hazelnut during the wintertime and it smells great. I just don't like the taste of coffee, but it smells great with that hazelnut in there. That's what I was going to say. When I was working at the coffee place, we had like, I don't know, 12 of those different flavors and... You know, just out of curiosity, I'd try them. Okay, you know, stuff I wouldn't normally ever order when I could have it for nothing. I was trying it, and it's crazy how you know how uh, how much you can monkey with coffee and have it come out so differently. I just don't like the syrups because they they're too sweet. You know, when you when you do the the coffee with a shot to change the flavor, it's it tends to be too sweet. Whereas if the coffee's been roasted, where it's roasted with hazelnuts or it's roasted with vanilla, it's a little more subtle, and I like it that way a little better. You know, my my wife, um, she was raised on iced coffee, and then you know, obviously in the last five ten years, iced coffee has kind of gotten a little popular in America as a trend. But that's how they kind of drink coffee a lot in Japan. So, do you guys like iced coffee? Or do you like it hot? I like iced coffee during the winter. Sometimes I'll make a pot of coffee and wait for it to cool and shove it in the fridge and, you know, drink it, you know, on the, in, in the summertime. Yeah, it just depends on what the weather's doing to us down here. When it's cold, obviously hot. And then when it's whaling on us, iced coffee's awesome, too. I like it hot like I like my women. What I like about the coffee other than tea is that for whatever reason, when I make a thing of, like, I just cold water, splash a little bit of coffee in there. Just the smallest little bit of coffee makes the water, you know, have a flavor. Uh, where if I drink a thing of iced tea, like I got all dried out, like it, you know, makes you more thirsty where the coffee doesn't seem to do that so much to me.
So people are putting some uh, different concoctions in here. Uh, Vanessa saying caramel macchiato with two double shot espressos. So uh, I don't remember what macchiato was. Caramel is caramel. That's easy. Two double shots just means you take your coffee and you add more you know, espresso to it, which gives it more zing or what. Yeah, that's that's eye bugging out coffee, man. That's good shit. Is That'll kickstart you in the morning. Is macchiato just a cappuccino? So is espresso just like super high potent coffee? Is that what it basically no. it is? So basically, it's no. It's just the, the the way of extracting the coffee out is through the espresso. So actually, there's less caffeine in espresso. Um, it's just that instead of taking the grounds right and letting hot water trickle over them with no pressure you know like a mr coffee or that little thing with the keurigs or whatever they're called mm -hmm. they're pushing water through it maybe but under really no pressure i mean i don't know i guess shouldn't say that the keurigs might be putting them under pressure but typically like a mr coffee is just putting hot water gravity pulls it through the filter well, in the coffee pot yeah it's a drip coffee Right, yeah. and like a French press, you put your coffee grounds in the water, and the French press comes in like a big screen and squishes all the coffee grounds to the bottom. A percolator will kind of do a different version, but you're basically mixing your coffee grounds in with hot water, and you're getting like a coffee water. With espresso, right. you're taking your grounds, and with under high pressure and temperature, you're pushing basically steam through the uh, really fine coffee grounds. So espresso grounds are more fine than a regular coffee ground. And uh, what you get is a time shot. So like a 30 seconds, it's going to blow a certain amount of, you know, a sh whatever espresso shots cup uh, worth of water through those grounds. And it's going to be like a one-shot deal. It's going to suck all the caffeine out of those grounds. And you're just going to throw those grounds away. But you get one shot of espresso out of there. It's probably two-thirds of the caffeine or something like that of a regular cup of coffee. So when you throw two of those shots into... A cup of coffee now you're dealing with like two cups of coffee worth in one volume of, cup of coffee that also yeah. causes the bitterness to go off the chart i had cuban uh espresso when i was in miami when i was in college and uh and when i say cuban i mean i was at my friend's house who who was the a first generation american all his relatives were all uh from cuba and it was served to to us in this sterling silver little thing and we had these little tiny cups that you know i was 22 23 years old so i was like what are these up with these little cups these little tiny cups i thought we were having coffee and she says oh yeah coffee express coffee and i'm like what's express coffee but she her english was not so great i didn't realize she meant espresso and then i took a taste of it it's like um this is like uh nothing like coffee <laughs> i didn't say that but it's more bitter for sure and it's it's like in the movies sometimes they'll make it look like it's like syrup or molasses it's not like that it's just like coffee it's just like water yeah, but instead of being like when you pour it you know how through the light you can see it's like it, a, a brown type color well this was like black it's just squishing a cup of coffee down into that small right it's the density right. less water um <clears throat> now you've got that You've got that espresso shot, right? So you've everybody seen them make those espresso shots, and you'll usually squish out two of them at a time. So then you've got your espresso shot in that little coffee cup. Uh, if you take that and you just drink it, that's an espresso. If you put that in a cup of water, it's an Americano. So if it's just basically turning an espresso into a cup of coffee, it's called an Americano. Uh, if you take it and put it into milk, thanks for the reminder. That's So if you take that espresso shot and you just put it into hot milk, that's a macchiato. 
if you take that hot milk and you run it through that wand that's you know part of the espresso machine because it's got all that temperature and pressure you can blow steam through a wand and you basically get the technique of blowing steam through milk and it'll whip the milk into a froth and you've seen that before so if you yeah, take that's actually what an macchiato is it's if when you when you take the espresso and you put it with the frothed milk well they're saying with the milk so with just froth or whatever then it would be a cappuccino uh, when it's just all froth so you take that espresso or coffee or whatever and you put it into uh or you put the, the foam into it and it's like half a cup of coffee is foam that's a cappuccino and then that's pretty much the main ones you got is the um, espresso and the cappuccino most everything is that and then mochaccino just means they put chocolate in there yeah you lost me on coffee well, just kind of give this. No, no, it's it's interesting. It, I don't drink, it, so I'm not, not, I, I kind of know what this stuff is, but I don't milk. know what. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because you hear, you know, I'll go to my wife will go to Starbucks and I'll get like a vanilla bean frappuccino or something, and you hear these people they they just name off and it takes them like three and a half minutes for an order, and it's like, what the hell did you just say? It's like all this different stuff, and it's like, wow, that's not even coffee. That's like, you know, it's it's weird. It's, it's really interesting to listen to people order it at Starbucks. I don't get it. Well, remember the uh, you remember the coffee ordering scene in L.A. Story? Oh yeah, exactly. That was just hilarious. That's hilarious. But it's like when you go to a bar, you know, there's a you order or whatever, just a yeah. different way. All right, well, so that's coffee and that's cheese. And Dan, are you going to eat coffee and cheese together? Probably not. Ever heard of anybody doing such a thing? I haven't really paid attention. So I'm guessing no. I mean, you, if your parents did it, you'd know. I mean, I, I suppose I remember my my dad who would drink coffee morning, noon, and night. Would if, if for some reason we went to some place that had hamburgers and there was cheese on the hamburger, he might he would always have a cup of coffee. No, oh, no. If you look at the thing on what we call it our picture today, it's I found a picture where they're putting cheese down like if it's a cookie next to a cup of coffee. So that's a thing. Eating a burger with coffee, I've, I've actually, I'm not saying it's weird, I just have never heard anyone do that before. Is that a cultural thing? I don't know. Picture? I don't know, but it's Cracker Barrel from Kraft. Oh, it's a made, oh, it's a corporate thing. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, it must be something. It's like putting cheese on apple pie, so we're going to go do that one, I guess. Clover, exactly. cheese on apple pie? What? Cheese on apple pie? No. Huh. I mean, Cycle? Cheese on apple pie? I've had it. Uh, I would much rather have the vanilla ice cream. Ghost? I've never even heard of that. No. Yeah. Gary? I've heard of it. Never tried it. Don't really sound good. Daniel? It's communist. I think it's supposed to be is it's supposed to be American, but uh yeah, I can't even No, it's 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 anti American. I can't deal with the concept. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be hot pie, right? And then you put the cheese on it and it melts a little bit. You put the ice cream on it. There is no well, cheese. Let me ask you this, Dano. If, if you put American cheese on an, American, on an apple pie, is that not American? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I just you. don't like the idea. 
It's a paradox now. Well, if you put American cheese on caviar, do they cancel each other out? Or they just have a World War Three? Well, some of us are right there. there. <laughs> I know I haven't. <laughs> All right. So Vanessa is saying cheese on pie. Yes, but she also said hot peppers and hot chocolate. So we've already had a couple people talking about hot chocolate. Hot peppers and hot chocolate, yes or no? Uh, peppers and chocolate go together well. I, I can't say that I've ever had peppers and hot chocolate, but I do know peppers and chocolate pair pretty well. I don't. I'm not going to go through everybody, but has anybody else done that? I love hot chocolate, but I can't imagine having peppers in it. Um, same way. Oh, really? So I went to a vegan cupcake place in Oklahoma City, right? And they had a chocolate cupcake with peppers in it. And I was like, "That's I've heard of that kind of thing before, but I've never tried it. And it was really, really interesting and good. So I would be all over hot chocolate without peppers in it. It's, you know, it's hot chocolate, but then you get this warm, the hot chocolate warm would go away and it would be replaced with that pepper warm for a minute. Right. I mean, it wouldn't be like peppers that would make you tears in your eyes. Now, did it have like chunks of pepper in it or was it more like a ground, like ground into a powder type? More like an essence. I wouldn't be surprised if it was even like an extract just in yeah, the like an extract. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's what I, with, with some of the chocolates and stuff I've had, I, I know can't remember where it was at, but there was a chocolate fountain and it was almost like they put a little bit of cayenne or something in the in the chocolate fountain, but it had that little bit of heat to it. It was a warm heat. It wasn't like a make your eyes water or pick. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. It was just enough that you knew it was there. I mean, it you was mean like a peppermint accent. No, not like a peppermint, like a heat. But you'd, you'd eat the cupcake and it had this frosting. So like just as the chocolate frosting is like, you know, leaving your mouth, you're done, you know, absorbing the chocolate or whatever happens to it. Like it would be replaced with a warmth, like if you just got done eating, I don't know, like something that had peppers in it, and then it would just be gone. It wasn't a lot; it was just there, and it was just such an interesting, like finish, I guess, whatever the word would be, like to the chocolate. It was really, really neat. Now, in a cupcake, I don't think I'd want to eat like a whole big piece of cake like that or something, but a, a cup of chocolate might be interesting. Yeah, I put peppermint in my hot chocolate. That's pretty good. That's probably the only pepper I put in there. <laughs> that's different, but that's certainly good. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. Candy cane or whatever in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially this time of year. Uh, candy cane and cheese? All right. Now we're getting... <laughs> oh, come on. Now we're just getting silly. All right. So uh, I guess that'll be it. So is there anything else? We should talk about a gun shop. Have you ever seen, I know you've seen coffee at gun shops. Have you ever seen cheese at a gun shop? Not like a block of cheese, no. Hold on. Does, can I, I know I can say yes. I'm trying to think of like how many of them now. But there's gun shops that are like Bass Pro. So we all have, right? That's true. So there's got to be stuff like that. I think of an Outfitters, right? Like a place that's on the way out to the woods or someplace in a big hunting area like they'll often have like all that you know stuff to make beef jerky and stuff they'll have all kinds of uh foods and stuff in those but i don't think it's unreasonable sam especially in wisconsin i'm sure the gun shops have them in wisconsin i think you find that more in a place that has a lot of british influence because i mean that's the plowman's lunch right a chunk of bread a chunk of cheese and a beer
Uh, Vanessa, she's seen a cigar shop with cheese and inside of a gun shop. That would be cool. Um, have, you, um, have you heard of Block of Cheese Day at the White House? What? Block of Cheese Day at the White House? No. Where they like I, th I think that's just a euphemism for graft. No, no, it's it's a real thing. It was started by actually by Andrew Jackson back a long time ago, and and basically what he would do is um, one day a year he called Block of Cheese Day, and and I don't know how it became called Block of Cheese Day. Don't get me quoted on the on the history of it, but he basically all of the people and the lobbyists that had kind of strange, weird things that would love to get an ear of the president or his staff, but never were always were kind of laughed at and just kind of like shunned away from the white house. He set aside one day that, um, these kind of weird kind of proposals that people would want to get funded through the government would have their day. And it was called block of cheese day. And it was where he gave anyone the chance to come in and talk with him or his staff about something that they would love to get funded. That wasn't ever taken seriously. Called block of cheese day. I don't know if they still do it or not, but it, it was Andrew Jackson started it a long time ago. I just thought of that. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to throw it off the rails. Did he give him cheese too? If you're, well, if you're I, I think what it has is he had he had cheese out in the lobby, and and his staff would stay there all day until everyone in the lobby was gone, and they just put a big old block of cheese on the lobby for them to snack on while they waited to see the president or someone on his staff. If you're if you're talking about lobbyists showing up at the White House, that you know that back then and it was really stupid ideas and whatever yeah. i think that's called every day nowadays well but, yeah. but but i think what it was is he he gave he he set aside a day that people that usually would not ever have access to the president or his staff would finally get their day you know obama did that in 2015 oh did he okay yeah, yeah according to the internet doing. anyway because okay. i had to look it up you know me yeah, so I need to sign up for the next cheese day. So, <laughs> <laughs> more cheese. I'm just here for the cheese. May have a special shirt made, right? Okay. I don't. I don't have anything to say. I just want. I just want my block of cheese. Okay. Does anyone know where saying cheese comes from? I have no idea. I think we're getting ready to get educated, though. I mean, do you I have think, an answer, or are you asking? I bet, uh, I bet Google does. Yeah, I'm looking at Google right now. I, I mean, I could assume you it's because knew. of the way it's, it's a, pronounced, the E in cheese for smiling and photography. Uh -huh. You could have them say, please. You know, it's doing the same thing. Well, yeah. Please. Former Ambassador Joseph E. Davis. what they're saying. Said he discovered it on... Uh, the set of his mission to Moscow. Because he says if you say cheese, it's an automatic smile. I figured it was I the just thought it was a marketing employee by the, the dairy, you know, a long time ago. It was a employee, marketing employee by the dairy people. Say cheese. So 1943, that's when he started saying cheese. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for joining in and kind of going off topic tonight. We didn't really talk about guns too much at all, but uh, 
every once in a while that'll happen. Uh, I think this is episode 698, so I guess we're doing episode 700 on Friday. Nice. Maybe we'll do something about that. Maybe we won't. I don't know. There's but, the communist block, and then there's the cheese block. There you go. Oh, you know what? we got to keep going for a minute. There's the mental block. Oh, my timing is all off now. Block. He's gonna play something or it's like a mafia thing. It's a mental block. What about a neural block? That could be. Here we go. Maybe. Okay. Where we go? My internet's not doing good. What are we doing? Well, I know. <laughs> not nothing gonna happen while he's muted. <laughs> Yeah, well, right. It takes a little time preparation, so I'm pushing this button and then I'll push another button. Guys and gals, gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com.